as of the time of this recording, it is 4.44 a.m. on November the 6th, 2021, and the spending bill has just passed. That's right, folks. The spending bill has just passed. Many outlets from CNN to Fox News are covering it, including Forbes and, well, it's a thing we have to deal with now, I guess. <laughs> but we do have a lot to be grateful for still. Despite this horrific, absolute money get money machine go burr spending package, it's not the $3.3 trillion anymore. It's just $1.1 trillion. Just a matter of trillions difference, you know, no big deal. House adopts rule for future vote on Mammoth Biden social spending bill. This article is by Thomas Barbie. Without any further ado, let's get into it. House lawmakers voted 221 to 213 to pass the procedural rule for President Biden's expansive $1.75 trillion social spending bill late Friday night, setting up a vote on massive measures that could result in House passage of some $3 trillion in new spending during November alone. We are in an economic recession right now. We are seeing the value of the U.S. dollar plummet. We are in supply shortages. Everything is going up in cost while wages are stagnating. Taxes are going through the roof. And now we are going to fund even more goofy shit. I lied earlier when I said cash machine go burr. Cash machine goes Because it's dying. Earlier in the evening, House lawmakers voted to pass President Biden's $1.2 trillion bipartisan infrastructure package, the vote to adopt the rule for social spending bill, which will run under, quote, reconciliation. Rules that require a simple majority to pass the Senate. Clears the way for Democratic leaders to bring legislation to the House floor in the near future. Plans to vote on the $1.75 trillion social spending bill on Friday night, alongside the $1.2 trillion bipartisan infrastructure bill, were scuttled after moderate Democrats damaged the Congressional Budget Office, quote, score. The legislation will, to pro- sorry, the legislation to provide more clarity on its financial implications. Progressives agreed to adopt the rule, quote, well, there's a little just here in quotes that just says rule. So, rule, end quote. And vote in favor of the bipartisan infrastructure bill after a group of five moderate pledged to vote for the, quote, Build Back Better Act, the BBA. As it is currently written, no later than a week of November 15th, both House Majority Leaders stand... <clears throat> Steny Hoyer, we talked about him yesterday, and President Biden say they are confident the House will pass the spending bill before Thanksgiving. However, key moderate holdouts in the Senate, including Senator Joe Manchin, a Democrat from West Virginia, 
and Christina Kristen Cinema, a Democrat from Arizona, have yet to publicly endorse the bill. Razor Fist is a great video on Kristen Cinema. I highly recommend you guys go check it out on the Rachel Hollick YouTube channel. The altered voting plan for bipartisan infrastructure bill and spending bill, quote, rule, end quote, initially drew criticism from members of the Congressional Progressive Caucus. The group's members maintained for weeks that they would not support the infrastructure bill unless it was brought up for consideration at the same time as the spending bill, which includes funding for social and climate programs they favor. Now, that doesn't really mean too much to me to read that out loud. They'll vote for it regardless of what's in it. Just for example, when it came to, you know, pulling American funds out of Israel, and the Democrats wanted to fund Israel even further, a lot of the squad members who are the larger progressive side of the Democratic caucus in government right now, progressive Democratic caucus, mind you, said, no, we will not fund Israel. I agree with this. For different reasons. One, I just don't think America should be paying other countries like a goddamn dime. And two, they don't want support because they're uh, anti-Semitic. So we agree, but for very different reasons. One, I just want to save more money. They just hate a whole group of people. Then again, they are progressive Democrats. However, a lot of them say we will not vote to let this funding continue. And Nancy Pelosi said, you play ball. And they played ball. AOC included in that, where she voted to keep funding Israel, despite her publicly saying she wouldn't, she wouldn't vote. But she marked herself present. So keep that in mind going forward with the whole progressives will hold out. Yeah, right. Nancy Pelosi says play ball. They play ball. And as we know, Nancy Pelosi was seeing this as a good culmination, she says, of her years in Congress. As more and more people for the last year have talked about how she's heading towards retirement. This may be her last big hurrah. And unfortunately, we the American taxpayers are the one left holding the bag and flipping the bill. The altered voting plan for bipartisan infrastructure bill. Oh, give me one second. There we go. And spending bill rule initially drew criticism from members of the Congressional Progressive Caucus. The group's members maintained for weeks that they would not support the infrastructure bill unless it was brought up for consideration at the same time as the spending bill, which includes funding for social and climate programs they favor. <laughs> Biden and other Democratic leaders arranged in last-minute negotiations with the Progressive Caucus to broker a truce to allow both measures to advance. And something I want to touch on here is how CNN has covered it. Right, this is the same spending bill. That Biden says will cost the Americans nothing. It's free, as he whispered. It's not free. You just take it off our taxes even further. Even more so. And I want to throw a little caveat in here. You can blame FDR and Nixon, too, for allowing this to happen. Hear me out. FDR made it illegal to own gold, which hampered many Americans' ability to save and maintain wealth. Then you had Richard Nixon, who took us off the gold standard and put us on the fiat dollar. And now the fiat dollar is crumbling. And that gave the federal government all the permission they needed to print as much funny money as they fucking need. That's why inflation has been going consistently through the goddamn roof. Now we have people that are not going back to work. 
supply chain shortages. They're literally just dumping, just dumping crates of shit all over California, shipping containers, and not delivering them. But the way CNN, we'll just talk about the headline. Congress passes $1.2 trillion bipartisan bill delivering massive win for Biden. This isn't the, the bill Biden wanted at all, by the way. They wanted $3.3 trillion, The $3 trillion spending package. That's what they wanted. And they wanted that to be the minimum. They had a much higher maximum in mind. But the bill got held out, warred on, f- fucking every bit of the culture war weighed in on this. And they got it down to $2.2 trillion. However, no one got what they wanted. They didn't get the big, expensive, lavish bill that they wanted. And we, the American taxpayers, still have to pay for this shit heap. Which, no matter how low they made it, is a ridiculous, bloated, festering package that has so little to do with infrastructure. It has, you know what? It has as much to do with the infrastructure as the Patriot Act has to do with fucking foreign terrorism. That's where we're at. Meanwhile, while they're raising your taxes to oblivion and beyond to support their phony baloney bullshit, oh, pseudo care act garbage for the infrastructure. Christmas at risk is supply chain disaster only gets worse. From Bloomberg, stock prices of retailers are near all-time highs, global trade is a mess, and peak shipping has only begun. By Matthew Townsend, uh, Jordan Holman, and Eliza Reynolds Hannon. And again, this is for Bloomberg. We're just going to read a little bit of this. It's the beginning of October. This article, by the way, is from October 4th. And just the start of what the retail world supply chain calls peak. But the industry is already in a ver- in various forms of panic that usually don't take hold until weeks before Christmas. Earlier in the year, the hope was that the bottlenecks that gummed up the global supply chain in 2020 would be mostly cleared by now. They're actually only getting worse. Much worse. The evidence is mounting that the holiday season is at risk. Across Europe, retailers such as apparel chain H&M can't meet demand because of delivery delays in the U.S. Nike cuts its sales forecast after COVID-19 triggered factory closures in Vietnam that wiped out months of production. And Bed Bath Beyond stock plunges amid shipping woes. The chief executive officer, Mark Tritton, warning that disruptions would last well into next year, meaning 2022. Quote, there is pressure across the board, and you will hear about that from others. End quote. COVID outbreaks have idled port terminals. There still aren't enough cargo containers causing prices to spike tenfold from a year ago. Labor shortages have stalled trucking and pushed U.S. job openings to all-time highs. And that was before UPS, Walmart, and others embarked on hiring hundreds of thousands of seasonal workers to take on 
the peak of peak. And do you know what also connects to this interesting story here? Because right now, they're raising the taxes. They're making Americans have a harder way of, of just living and getting by right now. So, they passed a trillion dollar... Technically speaking, they're passing three multi-trillion dollar spending packages. So, cumulative, I guess we're still getting fucked with the three and some change. Trillion spending bills just broken up into different little selling points. Fucking Mazel tov. Now... Taxes going up. Workers in high demand, but not enough workers actually going to seek the jobs. The quarter, the job reports for every quarter have been getting worse and worse and worse as Americans refuse to return to work. And now you have whole industries panicking and begging the Biden administration to please don't make a mandate. Though we did see, as we covered on this podcast, there was a bunch of industries and big unions all across the country. Just this time, last week, went to Biden and said, don't make the vaccine mandate kick in until after the holiday season because we're worried that we're not going to have enough employees to get us through the busy Christmas shopping season. While we're in an inflation economy where inflation's at all-time highs historically right now in most parts of this country. Other parts are catching up, and there's a few smaller parts, but they're just Republican enough. That they're not quite pinching, pinching quite yet, but soon they will be. What could get worse? Employee shortages going into the holiday season, shipping container issues and shipping issues in general where there are not enough people to deliver the goods to stores or to warehouses where truck drivers drive them to stores because there's not enough truck drivers to actually work right now. Not enough employees, not enough pay, not enough money to pay for the things you need because everything keeps getting more and more expensive because of the outrageous spending this government's doing under this administration. How could they make things worse? Well, we now go to CNBC for the last article of today's episode. Businesses have until after the holidays to implement Biden COVID vaccine mandate, published November 4th, 2021. By Spencer Kimball and Leslie Josephs. Key points. There's four of them. Key point one. The newly released rules issued by the Occupational Safety and Health Administration, or OSHA, under the Labor Department apply to businesses with 100 or more employees. Point two. Businesses have until January 4th to make sure their workers have received their shots necessary to be fully vaccinated. Point three. All unvaccinated workers must begin wearing masks by December 5th and provide a negative COVID test on a weekly basis after January deadline according to uh, requirements. I'll add this one more article after this. I'm sorry. And the last key point. Companies are not required to pay for or provide tests unless they are otherwise required by state or local laws or in labor union contracts. We get into this article now. The Biden administration orders U.S. companies Thursday to ensure employees are fully vaccinated by January 4th or regularly tested for COVID-19, giving them a reprieve over the holidays before the long-awaited and hotly contested mandate takes effect. Workers must receive their second shot of the Pfizer and Moderna two-dose vaccine 
for a single dose of Johnson & Johnson by that date, according to the requirements. Now, we've covered on this podcast, I believe it was two weeks ago now, how internal documents from both the CDC and the WHO talk about how they're going to have to recome, like, uh, have to come back to the table and redefine what it means to be fully vaccinated. We're now having four shots is potentially going to be what's required to be considered fully vaccinated. So, this is just the mandate for now. Your next COVID card is going to be a trifold. The administration on Thursday also pushed back the deadline for federal contractors to comply with stricter sets of vaccine requirements for staff from December 8th to January 4th to match the deadline set for other private companies and healthcare providers. The newly released rules issued by the Occupational Safety and Health Administration under the Labor Department apply to businesses with 100 or more employees. All unvaccinated workers must begin to wear masks indoors by December 5th provide negative COVID tests on a weekly basis after January deadline, according to the requirements. Here's the thing. The CDC have already come out and addressed this, along with the NINAID and the NIH have all come out and said everyone's going to contract COVID. Everybody will. There is no escaping this. None of this makes sense. But I have a clip that I'm going to play for you shortly, where the new press secretary filling in for Jen Psaki, who, by the way, Jen Psaki is double vaccinated, and she got fucking COVID. Just saying. The narratives here. Colin Powell, hell burn his soul. Well, he did lie and make us kill plenty of brown children. I have a feeling that God's not so happy about that. He was fully vaccinated and died of COVID. These vaccine mandates make no fucking sense. Companies are not required to pay for or provide the test unless they are otherwise required by the state to or local laws or in labor union contracts. Anyone who tests positive is prohibited from going to work. Employees are also not required to pay to pay for face coverings. The rules do not apply to people who go to a workplace where other people are not present, who work remotely from home, or perform their work exclusively outside. Workers with sincerely held religious beliefs, disabilities, and those with medical conditions do that do not allow them to get vaccinated can receive exemptions. Companies also have until December 5th to offer pay time for employees to get vaccinated and pay sick leave for them to recover from any side effects. I thought there weren't going to be any side effects. OSHA, which polices workplace safety for the Labor Department, will provide sample uh, implementation plans and fact sheets among other material to help companies adopt the new rules. You guys do realize 1984 was not an instruction manual, right? OSHA will also conduct on-site workplace inspections to make sure companies comply with the rules. A senior administration official said penalties for non-compliance can range from 
$13,653 per series violation to $136,532 if a company willfully violates the rules. The vaccine mandate, which covers 84 million people employed in the private sector, represents the most expansive use of federal power to protect workers from COVID-19 since the virus was declared a pandemic in March 2020. Yeah, the government implementing rules in private, in the private sector. Mom and Pop now will be having Big Brother tell them how to run every little bit of their business, all the way down to the medical health of their fucking employees. Business community divided. The Labor Department developed the business mandate under the emergency authority that shortcuts the process for issuing new workplace safety standards, which normally takes years. OSHA can use its emergency authority when the labor secretary determines workers face workers face a grave danger from new hazards, in this case, COVID. Business groups had called for the administration to delay mandates until after the business after the busy holiday season. Worried that workers would choose to quit rather than follow the rules, further disrupting already strained supply chains and a tight labor market. Personally, I think they should all quit. I'm serious. Money's already meaningless in this goddamn country. Inflation's already murdered your dollar. We're no longer top of the charts anymore when it comes to world currencies. And plenty of, company, plenty of countries are already getting off the American reserve dollar. Meaning we're not even the backup planet in a lot of countries anymore. That's bad. I would just say quit. Get through November. And then quit December 1st all across the country. In drove. Just drop out. I got a decent little negotiation going on. And I'm hoping that rides out. But if not, I got this podcast. And I got a couple other side hustles going on that bring in the profit. So I can ride out a storm. I don't know if everybody else can I'm in a rare position right now where I can actually ride out a storm, not to mention Sin Media is what's powering most of this operation right now. So, I'm all set. I don't know about you listeners at home, but I hope you guys are. Now is the time to grind hard as hell. If you're not vaccinated, get ready to jump ship. And why do I say this? Because if everybody quits regardless, you're going to see big corporate America turn on the federal government. And you'll have the two biggest fucking robbers of the blue-collar employee go to war with one another. It'll be the two warring gang. It'll be like like two mob bosses who are best friends all of a sudden are fighting for territory. Corporate America will see, oh no, everybody quit. Fuck, we have no workers. We're fucked. It's the government's fault. They told us to do this. And the government will be like, oh, well, you know, fuck. And the two will go to war with one another. Allow the two big monsters to fight each other. Godzilla versus King Kong style. And quit. The U.S. Chamber of Congress, uh, Commerce, which asked for a delay until after the busy holiday period, praised OSHA on Thursday for, quote, making significant adjustments that, quote, reflect the concerns of the business community. 
the Business Roundtable backed the administration's vaccination policy. The National Retail Federation, however, said the requirements, quote, impose burdensome new requirements on retailers during the crucial holiday shopping season, and quote, the NRF which had requested a 90-day implementation period. So the mandate could disrupt the economy and, quote, exacerbate the proceedings and the pre-existing workforce shortage, end quote. The Retail Industry Leaders Association called the implementation period, quote, insufficient, end quote, and said the potential fines for noncompliance are, quote, unnecessary and unhelpful, warning that, quote, it pits government against private employers instead of working with them to create a safe working environment. The quote continues, while the mandate on private employees technically begins post-holiday, the planning time to design and implement the mandate will fall during the busiest part of the shopping season. And quote, the association said in a statement on Thursday, the National Association of Manufacturers is where about the potential, quote, undue cost burdens, end quote. And the National Federation of Independent Businesses said it opposes the rule entirely. Legal challenges likely. Actually, yes. Uh, ben Shapiro, the Daily Wire, is already filing a massive lawsuit with some of the rumor mills saying that James O'Keefe is joining this lawsuit too because he will not require Project Veritas' staff be vaccinated. So there are two lawsuits coming from two very powerful companies ran by two very powerful individuals who are both very skilled, very qualified attorneys. And I look forward to seeing Robert Barnes potentially throw his hat into the ring on this because he is one of the very few attorneys who can practice in front of this, in front of the Supreme Court of the United States. This has a lot of legal pushback against it already in the works as lawsuits build and mount. This administration is actually already buried in hundreds of lawsuits currently. From border, to immigration, to COVID-related, to mandates. This administration is being sued out the ass right now. Now, let's finish this article up. Nearly every Republican state attorney general in the U.S. has vowed to take legal action to halt mandates, calling it, quote, counterproductive and harmful, end quote, in a September letter to the White House. Republicans and industry lobbyists have contended that the current threat for COVID does not amount to the grave danger as claimed by the Biden administration. They point to the growing level of vaccinations and natural immunity in the U.S. from previous infections and mitigation measures already taken by many businesses in the workplace. COVID-19 has killed roughly 745,000 people in the U.S. and infected more than 46 million. Keep that in mind, by the way. 46 million people, and these are their numbers, 46 million people infected in America. Right? Not even 800,000 out of 46 million died. And we shut down the entire economy and kicked everything in the last two years that we've been dealing with when it comes to COVID off. Over that. 
under 800,000 people dead, despite 46 million people being infected across this country. And that number grows. And there's now a super flu, which is... There's no paper that I trust yet to read, but I have read this in a couple of those less incredible sites that tend to have a hit. That this new super flu going around is actually caused by the COVID, uh, by COVID mutating inside of people who are vaccinated. And we've already covered how a lot of scientific institutes across the world have said that these new COVID variants are all mutations from people who've been vaccinated. And we have a number of breakthrough cases, as mentioned earlier, Jen Psaki, who is now severely ill despite being double vaccinated. Things do not make sense. But again, like I said, I have a clip to play for you before this episode's over, where the new substitute press secretary straight up says the things you're not supposed to say. The quiet part out loud. Moving on. COVID has killed more than 745,000 people in the U.S. and infected over 46 million. Thousands dead. Millions! Millions! Many more millions infected. But fine. According to data from the Center for Disease Control, CDC, and prevention, the virus is infecting an average of more than 72,000 people every day. Quote, a virus that has killed more than 745,000 Americans with nearly more than 70,000 new cases per day currently is clearly a health hazard that imposes grave danger to workers, said Labor Department Solicitor Sima Nanda, Sina Nanda during a press briefing Thursday. Nanda said the mandate preempts rules at the state level on vaccination for COVID-19 testing and face masks. face masks. So this isn't just a vaccine mandate. It's also a mask mandate. Interesting. Those rules are part of a federally approved state OSHA plan. States such as Texas have sought to ban the vaccine mandate. Just don't follow it. Just don't. Uh, I mean, Texas has already arrested FDA agents and DEA agents going into their state to uh, arrest citizens. These are arrested federal officers and refuse to release them until they go to court. So theoretically, these states could do the same thing and be like, yep, you show up to arrest people here, we're going to just keep an eye on and arrest your guys. State power, you know. As this administration goes on, the one constant silver line that keeps giving back to the people are states standing up and saying no and actually implementing their power to say no to the federal government. Back to the article. The AFL-CIO, which represents the largest group of unions in the U.S., had pushed for even more sweeping protections. I hate unions. To be included in mandates, such as standards on ventilation, physical distancing, were appropriate. And again, as we covered on here, people don't know where that six-foot social distancing rule came out of. It was originally supposed to be ten feet. Despite what a double masked clown where where I work likes to try and tell me, no, it was only supposed to, it was supposed to be ten feet, and they said that's not very practical, so we're not doing that. And then all of a sudden, six feet just popped out of fucking nowhere. Everybody ran with it. <laughs> Such as standards on ventilation, physical distancing were appropriate, and paid leave for workers who catch COVID. OSHA is not requiring those additional 
uh, mitigation measures for private businesses at this time. Quote, OSHA has determined that it needs more information before imposing these requirements on the entire scope of the industry and employees covered by the standard. And quote, the agency said in the emergency safety standard laying out the details of the requirements. The AFL-CIO, in a statement Thursday, called, the impl- called for the impl- implementation of, bo- of broader COVID security measures in the workplace. The Trade Union Federation also criticized the Biden administration for not forcing employers to cover the cost of testing. Quote, importantly, the cost of keeping the workplace safe is the employer's responsibility and should never fall on the worker, end quote. The, F- the AFL-CIO said, quote, As this rule is implemented, we continue to call on the administration to make sure employers step up and meet their responsibility to ensure workers are protected from COVID-19 exposure in the workplace. This is also ridiculous. Oh, this is stupid. This is so goddamn stupid. First off, there should be no mandate ever from the government. If you're a private business and you want to implement a, a vaccine mandate, you should be allowed to do that. And people should be allowed to say, no, I'm leaving. But the government wants to make it so no places have the option to be like, we don't do that here. Unless they want to get in deep legal battles and or can afford to run the risk you end of those legal battles. Furthermore, if you want to have the argument where the vaccine mandate should exist and who should pay for it, it should be the federal government. I know, I know... But would that increase taxes? Yeah, it would. But this is a hypothetical where I'm somehow down with this fucking tyrannical medical authoritarian bullshit, which I'm not. But the government wants to go right implementing the rules. The government can be the one flipping the bill on our dime, meaning we flip the bill. This is also fucking stupid. <clears throat> the Biden administration could now face legal challenges on two fronts, from those who want the mandate overturned and those who want it expanded. Only in America, folks. It's unclear whether the mandates will survive legal challenges. OSHA emergency safety standards have mixed track records in court. I believe they have mostly lost. Before the pandemic, the agency did not issue an emergency standard since 1983. Courts have postponed or fully overturned four of the ten emergency, yep, like I said, safety standards issued by OSHA in its 50-year history. A fifth was partially vacated (laughs) breathing room for federal contractors along with the new rules for companies with a hundred or more employees give me one hot second here we're good along with a hundred employees the Biden administration said it will extend the deadline for similar but stricter set of rules for federal contractors until january 4th the federal contract the federal contractor rules don't include a regular COVID testing option for employees, however. Workers for those companies, which include Boeing, American Airlines, IBM, and smaller contractors like food service firms, to ensure workers are vaccinated or receive exceptions for religious or medical reasons. Sorry. Those rules have faced opposition from workers from some workers and some labor unions. For example, Southwest Airline Pilot Union sought to block the implementation of the mandate, arguing it needed to be negotiated with the unions. A federal judge in Texas, however, denied that request and dismissed the union's lawsuit last week. 
The unions that represent American Airlines pilots wrote to Biden administration officials in September seeking alternatives to the mandates such as regular testing and warning the 60-day implementation period could create labor shortages and disrupt holiday travel. Unions for both American and Southwest pilots shared the deadline extension for federal contractors. Those airlines have government contracts to fly military members and federal employees and U.S. mail. Executives at American and Southwest Airlines last month softened their tone over the vaccine rules after telling workers they need to be vaccinated or an exemption to continue working there. Yeah, uh, we had that pilot who flew the Gatson. Actually, had this happened in a few places where pilots started wearing Gatson flags on them. And then they had all these pilots who called in sick and refused to show up for work. It took all their sick days. Came back and quit on the spot after taking, like, weeks of their accumulative sick days off and fucking over the, the pilot, um, the airplane companies, the airport companies. Vaccine rules after telling workers they need to be vaccinated or get an exemption to continue working there, urging staff to apply for exemptions. Both carriers, as well as JetBlue in Alaska, said they would mandate vaccines complying with the order. American Southwest have told staff that they would need to receive their second shot of the two-dose vaccine by November 4th, the day before Thanksgiving, and one of the busiest travel days of the year. Executives said they don't expect the mandate will impact how they travel. The White House on Monday issued guidelines for federal contractors that give those employees broad latitude in meeting the rules. However, Biden administration officials have said contractors don't face hard deadlines, but they must show that they're making a good faith effort to get staff vaccinated and have plans for masking and social distancing in the workplace. Article by Shepard Smith and Spencer Kimball, as well as Leslie Josephs. And now, before we close out, let me play that clip where the uh, temporary press secretary just spells it out for us. Here we go. That's all. Uh, on the OSHA rule, on the OSHA rule, uh, what what is the threshold in order for a private business to be fined? Uh, I still, uh, I'm still unclear on that. How many violations can a business kind of, you know, uh, how many times can they violate this rule in order for them to actually be fined? And then, uh, secondly, uh, has the White House been reaching out as well? Haven't known the past couple days today to uh, governors as well either encouraging them to implement their own mandates or on implementation of this mandate, and then just one on immigration after that. Gotcha. Um, So the goal here is compliance. Uh, There you go. Comply with the government no matter what the government says. Absolute obedience. But I'll give her the chance to clarify that that's actually what she means. Um, And the administration... and OSHA are going to do everything we can to maximize compliance. So compliance. So that's that's going to be our focus. The vast majority of employers, as they do every day, with other workplace safety requirements, will voluntarily comply without. Will comply. They will comply. 
I without ever being inspected. Uh, however, if needed, OSHA can assess fines of $13,600 per violation. OSHA can fine an additional $13,600 per day that an employer does not abate if, if that an employer does not abate the violation and for willful or serious violation, OSHA can fine employers $136,000. So that's how the penalty is going to work here. So the goal here is compliance. Whoa. Yeah, the goal here is compliance, folks. That's the name of the game. That's what they want. And that brings us to the end of this episode of Inside Four Walls. I want to thank you for listening, and have a great rest of your day. Also, special shout-out. I want to give a special shout-out to one of the insiders in the audience. I'm not going to name names. He's somebody I know in real life. But the dude actually, uh, he he helped me to, uh, he brought me to task. He said, you know, you haven't been uploading. I've been checking it out, but you ain't been uploading. All right. Heard. You got, uh, it, it's good to have, uh, it's good to have listeners that call me on my bullshit. Anyway, I want to wish y'all a great rest of your day. As great as it can be after what we just talked about. And I'll catch you guys here again.